Real Golf Radio. It's a reround now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio. Hey, welcome in to the Mountainland Supply Hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountainland Supply, your turf specialist with rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. And did I mention they also have your holiday lighting? Mountainlandsupply.com. And we thank them for sponsoring here on hour number three, a reround of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. And we've got a lot to get to. We've had some fun discussions over the first two hours of the show. Talking about, you know, Tiger Woods certainly with his 82nd win and getting it in Japan at the Zozo and then having to stand there for what felt like about 45 <laughs> minutes before they finally gave him the trophy and he's stretching his back and someone's bringing him water. I mean, it was uh, it was kind of comical there at the end. But, wow, he just, you know, there was a time when you wondered, Bob, if Tiger would be able to handle the pressure. Would he stand up to it? You know, would his game be there? Would he be able to hit the shots? And that just seemed like it was never in question last week. Admittedly, it didn't get a chance to see all of it with the time difference and the weather delays, and it made it difficult to watch. But watching that closing stretch, he just seemed so confident and hit every shot he needed to hit and just did it with ease. It's it's gone from a violent, you know, give-it-all Tiger Woods to a just smooth swinging let it happen, syrupy kind of approach that is just something to watch. Well, I think he understands now, especially with back and uh, health issues and that kind of thing. I think he understands now that his his longevity in the game is going to have to be something where he doesn't try to overpower a golf course or golf courses anymore. He's He's been able to do that throughout his career. And that kind of thing, but I think he came into uh, I think he came into this event and he realized, um, let's get the ball in the fairway, let's hit iron shots into the greens. You hit it far enough, and you can go at it when you need to go at it. But for the most part, let's hit a lot of greens, hit a lot of fairways, hit some, make some putts, and you know. We'll win. We'll win plenty of golf tournaments, and that's what I think is going to happen with Tiger Woods. Yeah, let that let that putter do its work, right? I mean, just put yourself yep. in position. And oh, he putted beautifully last week too, which is great to see. I mean, Tiger's always yep. been such a phenomenal putter, but that was, you know, again when he comes back out on tour, think about the journey. You know, from mm-hmm. from dominating to personal life embarrassment to more health issues. Yeah, and and being outside the top 1,000 in the world. I mean, do you realize that before the Masters last year, his last win in a major championship was at age 32? Right. Who would have ever thought, as a 32-year-old Tiger Woods, that he would be done winning major championships, especially when he just captured that one on one leg at Torrey Pines? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the guy can do it with a broken leg, he can do it, you know, how many more can he win? And his health would continue to be a challenge. His mental health would continue to be a challenge. Emotional, everything he was going through off the golf course proved to be too much, and and we didn't see Tiger win another major until 2019. 
is a 43-year-old. Right. It's just re- it's remarkable that he would go that 11 years out nearly without capturing another major championship. It's just phenomenal that he's then come back, and now in his 40s he's going to reinvent his career again. And I guess I, I say that even more so than, than after the Masters because after the Masters he missed the next two cuts, and he just seemed to struggle, and he didn't seem to be the same guy. But after a knee surgery, I thought even worse. This guy's, yeah. you know, this is this is what we've come to expect from Tiger. All of a sudden, he's having these, you know, sort of secretive knee procedures done. Didn't know how hurt he was. This this can't be good. And yet he goes out and wins in his first event back and looked effortless doing it, as I said. And so for all those reasons, it feels like he's got a new lease on on his game. And I'm saying watch out. 2020, watch out. Yeah, 2020, I agree with you. Watch out. Um, you know, he's defending champion at, at the Masters. That was his only win of last year. But then you got to look at, uh, you know, Wingfoot for a U.S. Open. You got to look at, uh, you know, he's won, at, he's won on the course where they're playing at Harding Park in the PGA Championship. And, uh, and then you've got the British Open Championship, which, which he said a couple of years ago would be his best opportunity to win more majors. So, you know, things, things line up well. Uh, he's playing some great golf. Uh, let's stay healthy and see what happens in 2020. You think he gets picked for the, the President's Cup team by his, yeah, by yeah. his own self? <laughs> I think he does get picked by his own self for the President's Cup team. And I think he will limit his, his opportunities to play um, and, and stay fresh. But I think Tiger Woods will probably pick himself. Hard to if you were if Tiger were not the captain, hard to suggest that any captain would pick anybody other than Tiger at this stage. Right. I mean, yeah, the pre, the Ryder Cup was an absolute disaster. But consider that Tiger essentially has another month plus off before playing his own hero and then headed over to play in the president's cup. Yeah. And the brighter cup was coming right off of the tour championship, which he, which took a lot out of him to win. He played his guts out coming down the stretch just to get into the tour championship to have an opportunity to win. So, uh, uh, you know, on, in his first season back playing any kind of regular with regularity. So for all of those factors, you can, you can maybe excuse a little bit, Tigers play in the Ryder Cup last year due to exhaustion. I don't see that playing out now. Although I did a month ago, maybe even a week ago, I still felt like don't burn yourself out, Tiger. You know what? And take mm-hmm. take the energy, put it into being a captain, let these guys play, be ready to go next next year. But seeing what I saw last week, looks like he's got plenty in the tank. Go for it, man. Yeah, tw- Tiger Woods in the Presidents Cup has won 24 and a half points. He's won 61% of the time, and uh, he, he's 24-15-1, which is totally different than what he opposite. does in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Totally opposite. So maybe this becomes an opportunity to get him right, and if he's going to have another career here in his 40s, maybe he has a chance to right his Ryder Cup wrongs and go out there and, and be a dominant force in Ryder Cup for a change and maybe turn the tide for Team USA. I don't know. Look, man, this is this is the classic overreaction to what we saw last week. and <laughs> Uncharted territory, yep. But but look, I mean, 82, he did it. So you, now you got to turn your attention to 18. 
And then, you know, and everything else comes into play as well. I, it's, I couldn't have been more impressed with what Tiger did and, and the way he was able to handle his business last week. It was absolutely phenomenal. We'll talk more about that. We'll welcome uh, Jeff Babineau, get his take on Tiger Woods coming up. But first, uh, again, as we mentioned, Mountainland is uh, our sponsor of hour number three. We appreciate the partnership with Mountainland as uh, they are the official Rainbird irrigation supplier in the state of Utah. So if you want your lawn to look as good as your favorite golf course, then shop where the pros shop at Mountainland Supply. Go to mountainlandsupply.com. You can find a location near you. They love working with the, the pros on the golf course. They love working with the superintendents to help you have a great experience when you're out there on the turf at the golf course. And uh, so as part of their sponsorship, they wanted to spotlight some of the professionals, some of the you know uh, superintendents that make it possible for us to enjoy the, the game that we do and be able to enjoy our experience as we play out there. And so this is our first in a series that you'll be hearing on a regular basis. And uh, it's Dustin Volk, head professional at Valley View. He's also the president of the Utah section PGA and Mountainland also has their Valley View open, the Mountainland Valley View open that takes place there on that golf course. So uh, with that, our conversation and our pro spotlight with Dustin Volk. Hey, Dustin, how are you? Hey guys, good, good to see you. Yeah, good, good to, to talk to you. Good to be with you as well. And uh, I'll tell you what, this uh, weekend we, we're thrown for a little bit of a loop. I, you know, normally this is my favorite time of year to play golf here in Utah, but um, old man winter decided to arrive a bit early, kind of like a little trick or treat, and then more of a trick on us, huh? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna go down as the worst weather year in golf history here in Utah. I mean, the spring was awful, and now the last two weeks of October really turned into January. So I'm looking out the window right now. Now, number nine fairway, still still a lot of snow on it, and it's October 31st. Never have happened in my career, and I remember being close <laughs> on, on Halloween. So... Well, that's unfortunate for sure. And hopefully we'll get a little bit of a peak. Maybe they'll give, you know, maybe uh, Mother Nature will drop us a little warm November, but uh, it's probably, we're probably settling in for uh, Southern travel uh, for golf or waiting it out until until March, hopefully. So uh, either way, it's been a bit of a disappointment, but hey, you know what? We're real pleased to talk to you and and to be able to have you on. And also, uh, you know, you guys host the Mountainland Valley View Open there. And I know Mountainland is super excited about what they're able to do with you you and and provide a a really great field for the professionals across the state to compete yeah boy it's been a great tournament you know we just finished up our third year with it and what a wonderful sponsor they are and you know we're just so grateful that davis kenny was willing to let us partner with them and and bring the premier players the best amateurs the best pros in our state club pros this year was really exciting a young kid spencer wallace won it uh, as an amateur, he plays down at SUU. Uh, yeah, SUU or Dixie. I think down in St. George, I think. But it's, uh, it, was, it was a great event, and they're an awesome partnership. Well, aside from your head professional duties, uh, we mentioned that you're the president of the Utah Section PGA. And, and I, I guess, con- well, first of all, congratulations on that. Tell us a little bit about what that entails. Uh, I, I know we see as we go to the PGA Championship, you know, the president and the presidency of the PGA of America, they're, they're always there. And, and that's obviously a big event. And by the way, you've had an opportunity to play in the PGA Championship back in 2014 at Valhalla. So congrats on that. But yeah, but talk about a little, a little bit about your role what does it mean? How does it work being the president of the, of the Utah section? And tell us a little bit about that. 
Well, thanks. You know, uh, kind of first off, it's, it's a pretty big commitment. It's been a, it's an eight-year total commitment. You kind of start off, you get elected in as the secretary, and you move what we call through the church. You're the secretary, vice president, president, and out as an honorary president. Pretty much mirrors the national officers, uh, just kind of on a local level. So Utah section, we have our own officers plus some board members. Uh, we're actually part of what's called the District 9, uh, District 9 which makes up Colorado section and the Rocky Mountain section, which that's Idaho and part of Montana. So it's a volunteer position with a, a few small perks. We get to go on a couple of, you know, a couple of trips. Every year we go down to the national uh, PGA meeting, which actually that's next week. We're pretty stoked about that. It's a, uh, a non-election year. So this year it's down in West Palm Beach. We, we'll go down there. And as an officer for the section, I represent all of our members in our section in any type of governance or voting process or anything's going on. So we get to play golf a couple of times, have a couple of nice dinners. Uh, there's a big PGA Hall of Fame dinner this year. Uh, this year they're going to uh, represent their awarding Bar- Barbara Nichols, um, Annika Thornston, and Davis Love at the Hall of Fame dinner. So that'll be a nice thing to be able to go and witness that, listen to them. Uh, basically, a lot of other just roles. We, we make a lot of decisions for kind of the local tournament. Uh, what big is it? Junior golf, Utah section. Uh, they're, 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 our junior golf program is just huge, and so there's a lot of governance about that. And what's the we, lots of programs? A lot of focus on the Utah Open because that's a Utah section sponsored thing. That's that's our tournament. A uh, great partnership there with Siegfried and Jensen and some other or other local partners. So really involved in in all what's going on. It's real busy. I always joke with Devin Delin, our executive director. I'm one that doesn't like to read a ton of emails. Make sure if it's super important, shoot me an email, send a text, or follow up. That way I'll click on it and I just don't get, let it get lost. But we'll pretty, you know, I would say it takes up a ton of my time, but, but a little bit. And like I said, I'm the president right now. I'm in, right in the middle of my presidency. So I, I got another year left to do it, and then I'll move to honorary president for a couple of years. And just trying to be involved in helping golf in general in Utah. Golf in Utah, it's all kinds of dynamics. You know, we got country clubs. we got uh, privately owned uh, municipals. We've got city, state, county-owned municipals all trying to try to do the same thing at the end of the day is provide golfing opportunities for all the citizens of Utah. And, you know, it's just some challenges there. You know, there's all kinds of little different management ideas. And budgets are tight and, you know, we try to be affordable in Utah. So that, that's kind of always the goal. How do we be game, you know, keep improving the game and, and keep the programs going, keep junior golf going. So, that's kind of always the focus of the PGA is just to promote golf. Golf in Utah is a, well, they did that big survey a few years ago, how many, how much, how many billions of dollars it puts into the economy. And it's just way up there. You know, rivals the ski industry. And I think it gets overshadowed a lot in Utah by the ski industry. And I think that's our mission is to try to always tell people, we have good golf, good golf courses, great at a great price, awesome, the best, if you talk to any amateur golfer, the amateur schedule in Utah is better than anywhere in the country for the amount of golf that they can play. Men's associations are awesome. I think golf in Utah is generally healthy. Sometimes it's just a challenge 
convincing that to our, our leaders, city officials, town, whoever it be, that, hey, these are really healthy. <laughs> yeah. But, well, that's, that's our job. So you've, uh, you're, you're pretty busy. Not only, like you said, the president of the, of the section, um, uh, also a head professional and you like dipping yeah. your toe into playing some, some competitive golf around the state. We've got great competitive mm-hmm. golf for you guys that are, that are in the, in the PGA section to, to play. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, I would, I would once again, same as the amateur body. I think our, our section can rival anywhere in the country for good quality tournaments and it's because we got great sponsors like mountain lab to come in here and, and host these nice awesome one two-day events i do try to make it that's why i got into the game i don't know if you knew this my dad was a golf pro he ran the golf course up on hubbard at hillfield i don't know if you guys have ever played there but what a jewel that place was i was just fortunate to grow up playing there and just loved the game went to college and love and golf and so that's why I got into it I wanted to play and compete and I've had some success I had a little bit better year this year than the last couple I would dare say making the move to Valley View eight years ago has you know been a little harder on the game I honestly don't get out and practice as much that's the old thing the days of a head pro when you're an assistant you could you know you teach and you had a and you felt like you had more freedom but I still love to compete I want to go against the best so Pete Stone, Dad Johnson, these guys, Utah openers, Chris Moody. If I can beat them, then I know I got I can take home a little extra paycheck. <laughs> so, love competing. Um, wish I could practice a little bit more, probably on my game. I'm 46 years old now, and getting closer to that big 5-0 number, and that, <laughs> that, that's going to open up some. That's going to open up some more opportunities in a few more years. So, uh, I'm going to kind of start gearing up for for that here on the local. And, maybe a few of those national tournaments. So, yeah, it's way fun. Great, great, great group of guys. A lot of really good friends that I have now through the section playing. So, that's awesome. Dustin Volk is joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And we got to make a, a, at least have you tell us a little bit about your time playing at the 2014 PGA Championship mm-hmm. at Valhalla. I mean, that's pretty cool. I was, I was going back looking at a couple of, uh, uh, of stories and things and saw that you played with Charlie Hoffman, um, which, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, even when that's, that's when Charlie Hoffman, we called him Sammy Hagar when he had the hair, you know, hanging yeah. down, but no, awesome. yeah. <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about that golf course. Obviously Rory went on to defeat Phil. It was a thrilling mm-hmm. one uh, that year, a lot of rain, but uh, tell us about your experience. Yeah. You know, a lot of people ask me, it's probably the highlight of my playing career. I mean, will I ever get back there? I don't know. I probably have a little bit of doubt, but what, what a, opportunity that was to be able to take my family there it was golf course was tough i didn't play very well shot a couple 80s i thought i, I really i was comfortable but too extremely uncomfortable you know when you got there and realized how good those guys are man it just sounds like i felt like i was a high school kid playing against the section pros you know <laughs> and it was just like how, how do I, I i a lot of times i felt like i just want to get out of their way i just want to get out of the way the weather was awful rain and pouring but generally speaking, it was awesome. Charlie, I played Charlie Hoffman, Scott Brown for the two days. Those guys were great. They were very super friendly. Uh, I was able to play practice round with Danny back there, Danny Summers. I think he had a pretty good tournament. I know he made the cut. Probably did. I think he did pretty well. And then I, I got a, a nice opportunity to play nine holes with Jason Duffner, who at the time was the defending champ. 
and then Luke Donald and Tim Clark. And that was a really neat, fun nine hole. Just to be able to kind of talk to them, they were great. They were so, you know, they, they, it was kind of nice being the club pro guy. They tried to welcome you and make you feel as comfortable. Even in the clubhouse, you know, I kind of was, it was weird. Like, I was trying not to be embarrassed to my family, but my family would like attack anybody. My wife's got pictures <laughs> with Adam Scott. Adam Scott's her favorite golfer. And as for every wife, him. by the way. Oh, as for every wife. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then to even in boots, she came home with Photoshop a different picture of her in it. You know, she's like, I didn't, I didn't look good at that. I was like, oh my God. My daughter at the time was, well, it still is a huge macaroni fan. And for weeks, she said, I touched his back. I touched his back. You know, they oh, got a nice picture with Rory. And, and we got a picture with Phil, and he was so gracious. And I just always, it was, it was just fun. But come on, guys. We're, we're, part, we're, we're in the locker room. We're in the clubhouse. We're in the family dining. Don't attack. We're not, we are fans, but we're part of them right now. So it was, <laughs> it, it was, Awesome, but uncomfortable, weird, but the greatest experience in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Hey, by the way, you got to love that practice round because my guess is Tim Clark, uh, Jason Duffner, and Luke Donald. You probably could outdrive all three of those guys. That's got to feel good. I think I kind of think I did, if I remember right. Matter of fact, Duffner <laughs> had like a bad neck and ended up even pulling out of the tournament being in compete. I think if we look back, that's right. Yeah, I was. I, I know I was quite longer than the other two for sure. But then Donald's chipping game was light years long by a ton of mine. So it was like a reason why he was number one in the world. My goodness, could he get it up and down from everywhere? So it was fun to see. Yeah, he's a wizard. There's no doubt about it. Well, Dustin, we appreciate you taking some time, man, uh, to join us. It's been a, a thrill to visit with you. And again, just a, a hearty uh, thanks from all of us, you know, collectively as golfers for all that the PGA professionals do to help us enjoy the game of golf. I, I think that's something that's probably some sometimes a thankless job. And uh, you hear about all the, the, the bad things or negative things or things that went wrong and probably not enough about all the great things and the enjoyable times that we have out on the golf course throughout the summertime here in Utah. And so um, pass that along. And, and certainly to you, we, we thank you for all you're doing for the section and, and for the game itself. Uh, just, you know, hats off uh, from all of us. Well, thanks you, Buck. I have a small tea in my eye after you said that. I really appreciate that. You know, we, <laughs> it's a great job. It's a great industry to be in. And, and we just have so many great customers and people. Um, and so I'm just, just extremely happy to, to have this job and have this career. So thanks again for the time. Yeah, you got you it. Bet. We'll do it again for sure. Dustin Volk joining us. He's the head pro at Valley View and the president of the Utah Section PGA joining us right here on the Mountainland Pro Spotlight. All right, short break. More Real Golf Radio continues next. Hi, this is Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an accident. However, one thing we can't do is change the amount of your insurance coverage. You need to do that before an accident. By calling your insurance agent today, you can significantly raise your insurance limits for literally pennies a day. You'll be shocked to find out how little it costs to really protect yourself and your family. To learn more about this and other important elements of an accident, visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. 
This is Bob Casper for Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm a Traeger guy, and I got their Timberline 1300 from Barbecue Pit Stop. It comes with a Wi-Fi app where you can see and adjust your cooking temps while sitting on your couch or if you're out and about. My Timberline has 1,300 square inches of cooking space and the ability to cook up to 12 chickens, 15 racks of ribs, or 12 pork butts. I love my Traeger grill, and you can pick up yours today from Barbecue Pit Stop with locations in Lehigh, Salt Lake, Layton, or at barbecuepitstop.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember the first tee can teach young people how to hit a driver or how to stop a ball out of a bunker. But true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course, by how well they use values like confidence, perseverance, and integrity in their daily lives. The first tee helps young men and women become better golfers, but even more important, better people. Get involved. Visit thefirsttee.org. Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new arrivals from Cleveland Golf. Turbocharge your game with the new Cleveland Launcher HB Turbo Driver that delivers more speed for higher, longer, and straighter drives. And the Launcher HB Turbo Irons, which deliver maximum forgiveness, higher trajectory, and increased ball speed for more accurate and longer shots. And the Launcher UHX Irons deliver the perfect blend of distance and accuracy. Let us help you get custom fit for free today at Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio, the Hoops Vision Studios. Be sure to go to hoopsvision.com. And uh, this is a great time of year to get your LASIK procedure, improve your vision, 
and you can see your golf ball next year. I mean, look, we heard from Callaway earlier in the show. They're just making their hybrids go a little bit longer. Everything's going a little bit longer. Your eyes need to be able to see a little bit further. So go out to Hoops Vision, take care of your eyesight, be ready to go next year, and actually see those long drives that you claim you're hitting now. Uh, you can do that by going to hoopsvision.com, book a free consultation, mention Rogue Off Radio, and save $1,000 on your LASIK procedure. It's one of the things that I will never regret doing uh, from Hoops Vision. Bob, I think, would attest to I agree. the same. Yep. So check it out 100%. at hoopsvision.com. Hey, as we mentioned, we had a chance to catch up with our good friend Jeff Babineau. Talk all things Tiger Woods. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, it's going good. So uh, you, you heard the little intro there. Tiger doing some some old Tiger stuff, right? I mean... Boy, he sure looked like he was on cruise control and didn't even break a sweat in uh, waxing the field over there at the Zozo. Yeah, you know, you feel pretty dumb ever saying that Tiger surprised you, but I mean, I thought last week was a bit of a surprise just to, you know, have the competitive cobwebs and to step out there halfway around the world in Japan, hadn't played there in over a decade, and just to perform like he did, uh, especially with the start he did. You know, it's funny, I that first morning I I thought I heard he shot 64 and I started watching the highlights and he starts bogey, bogey, bogey. And I'm like, I don't think he shot 64. So it was just amazing what he did. It's, you know, one more chapter in a book that the guy continues to write and, uh, 82 wins. I mean, that's a whole lot of wins on the PGA tour. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. 82 wins. You know, uh, you, you were talking about that and you were laying that out that he shot 64 and, and, uh, and, and started with three bogeys on the, on the on those first three holes kind of almost sounded like when he won his first major championship in 1997 at the masters he shoots four over par in the first nine holes and then blows away the field um and and beating jack's record there so uh you know i he's pretty impressive what he's been able to do and now 82 wins um but but what really impresses me is his you know his win score his win percentage um over his last 20 years has been around 22%. And in his last 14 events on the PGA tour, he's at, he's almost 22%. So he's kind of getting back to his own old self. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing clip for golf, right? I mean, golf, you get used to losing a lot. That's the sport. If you, uh, you know, they say, you know, in baseball, you can make the hall of fame getting three hits and 10 at bats. Well, golf, you don't bat that high, right? So 22.8% is pretty amazing. Uh, you look at the guys he's up there with in career victories, you know, Sam Snead, Jack Nicholas. they they had more than 200 starts than Tiger's had. He's had 359 starts. Sam was 585, and Jack was almost the same, uh, 584, and they had 82 and, and 73 victories. So, you know, their percentages were more like Jack was around 12.5%. Sam was 14%. You look at Tiger doing this at almost 23%. It's just amazing, especially when you figure it speaks volumes of where he won last week, right? He wins in Japan, and it just kind of echoes where golf is going. It's global now. It's a global pool. So he's beating top players from all over the world. So, you know, that has so many things about Tiger impress you, but that 22.8% win percentage is, has to be uh, awfully high up there. I don't want yeah. Jeff Babineau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I don't want to throw shade on this thing, but they are limited <laughs> field events, these last three wins, albeit, you know, yeah. three, three really high-level limited field events. But is there something to that? I just ask for conversation's sake. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away, but just from, 
there's a lot of players out there that can go low on any given week. Certainly Tiger has made his hay in some of the limited field events with 18 WGCs, you know, for instance. Yeah, no, no, that's true. I mean, and you know, a lot of people think the, the easiest major to win would be Augusta because you have the limited field and, and how many, you know, if you have 90 players, how many of those yeah. guys are really ready to win that week? So I, I hear that. I mean, but he's, you know, he's playing against top ranked players. There was some, you know, a decent amount of, of highly ranked players in Japan. Uh, certainly you had highly ranked guys at the tour championship and, and the masters fields were loaded. So that's his last three victories. Uh, so pretty, pretty quality fields. I, I hear you. That's just the nature of the beast these days, right? With the creation of the world golf championships, those are always going to be smaller fields, uh, but they're elite fields. You get the best players together and, and you got to beat a whole lot of guys. I mean, you could make the argument that, you know, you look at depth uh, when Snead played and, and how many guys week to week were really there that could really win an event. So uh, he certainly won some limited field events as well. Uh, and, and you know, and you had, you had Jack win his events, and Jack was up against a lot of, uh, I think you look at Jack there, and there were a lot of guys who knew how to win majors. So that was impressive about Jack when 18 majors. He was doing it against the Trevinos and Watsons and players and Palmers that were winning half a dozen or more majors. So, uh, yeah, you look at each error and it's a little different, but, uh, I, you know, he's still beating a pretty high quality field. You know, it's pretty interesting. Um, Rory McIlroy came out and said, you know, there's no way I'm going to be able to, to, to reach what he's been able to do. Um, but he also said that, you know, it's, it's great motivation for him. You think about Rory McIlroy, he's got 17 wins right now at his age. Tiger at his age had 50. That's pretty amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. And, and you know, Roy does split his schedule a little bit where he wasn't always full-time. But but you're right. I mean, I think I did a story a couple of years ago at Golf Week kind of looking at how we're going to have to change the expectations and the parameters for Hall of Famers, right? I mean, you you have Phil and VJ in this era with, you know, 44 wins for Phil, 34 for VJ, and then you have a huge drop. And, and it's going to be a, a huge career. You know, Rory will get there, certainly, and, and Dustin Johnson – has gotten there, but 20 victories is going to be a huge career. You know, I mean, yep. even the younger guys, Spieth and Justin Thomas, I mean, they're, they're in the low double digits. They have 11 wins. Uh, 20 wins is, is going to be saying something. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Tiger is going to put a mark up there when he, when he, you know, eases past need that it's never going to be touched. You know, that's interesting. I mean, we didn't think that Tiger would ever touch that when he came out. I mean, we didn't think anybody would before Tiger, I should say, uh, get to that point. But I, I want to ask you about this, because, and this is probably something we could do an entire show on. But when you talk about generations, there are those that would say, you know, what Jack did in his generation against the Watsons and the Caspers and the Palmers and, you know, the you know, go on and on and on. The, you know, what he did, Johnny Miller in there and Tom Watson, all these guys, that was a... Trevino, those were the guys that were the dominant players. I mean, they could win every week. And, you know, some people will say that was a higher concentration of great players than what maybe we have today. And that Tiger was such a standout that he was one of those, you know, old throwbacks, if you will, of guys that just dominated and there aren't the dominating guys anymore. So you hear that. And then, and then you turn around on the same, same breath. You hear people say, well, today's field is so deep that it just doesn't make it possible to go out there and dominate. Cause there's more uh, players that are capable of winning week in, week out. 
I guess my question is, is do we, can we define that? And if so, what, what really is it? Well, I mean, I think it's, if you look, it's just so tough to win a major these days. I, I think what Kepka has done is spectacular over the past couple of years, collecting four majors. Cause it's just not easy. Right. I mean, and I think the key element to it all, the thing that set Tiger apart, he, he always put himself there. You know, the reason he won 82 victories, he wasn't always the, the guy with the greatest game that week, but he always put himself there. He's in position. I mean, I, I was at Bay Hill one year when Tiger snap hooked his drive on the 72nd hole and it's sailing out of bounds and he just lost the golf tournament. It hits the guy in the neck. It stays in bounds. He knocks it on. He makes birdie. He wins yet another Bay Hill, but it's because he was there, right? He was in position to get that lucky break and make the most of it. He was always there. He was always, he always showed up week to week and talked about he was there to win. And, and early on, you snickered about that. I mean, when, when he's an amateur at Augusta National telling you he's there to win the golf tournament, you, you tend to sit in your seat and snicker a little at how naive this kid is. But I, I think it's true. I mean, I, I don't know that he showed up to too many events in his entire life that he wasn't there thinking he's going to win that week. So he sets himself apart that way. You know, as you say, the Jack era, it was top-heavy with, with guys who won majors and knew how to win majors. And, and Tiger kept guys in his era from really collecting all that many majors. You know, Phil got five, Ernie got four, Rory now has four. Uh, but but Tiger kept a lot of those guys out from winning majors with any regular frequency, and and that made him so dom- dominant. That you know when he got himself in that position, he had that much of an edge because he was going to win it, and you just weren't used to that position. All right, Jeff. Before we let you go, what? does this mean now some of your brethren there on the you know the hawk and rude group they're they're not so sure that uh, that getting to jack's 18 is is something we should jump to conclusions to right away just because he got to 82 doesn't mean he's going to get to 18 what's your take on that what should we expect uh for tiger going forward at this point well, I think it's fun that it's a conversation again, which he made possible yeah. last April, winning another match. It's, it's fun that we can talk about it, right? Because in that one that dark period of Tigers, we weren't talking about him ever winning another major. And I always thought he'd win at least one just because how stubborn he is. And everyone was saying it wouldn't happen. Well, he's the most stubborn guy on the planet. He, he's going to make it happen. So it, it's a conversation. I mean, it's not crazy to think he can win two more Masters, right? And, you know, when we go to St. Andrews and some of the open venues, uh, the British Open, it's not crazy to think he's going to win there uh, and go to a place, maybe he wins a PGA at a place he's had success. So, you know, he could pick it off and, and the, you know, the, the volume of the conversation runs a little higher. I'm not sitting here expecting him to do it, but I'm not counting it out either. So I, I'm just glad we can talk about it. I'm right there with you. It does enhance the conversation. It enhances the golf uh, experience, certainly, and the entertainment value for our game that we love. And, uh, you know, Tiger does it like nobody else. So uh, for that, we celebrate what he's done so far. And uh, we look forward to what he might do next. But at least, if it ended today, it's a much better ending than it was in 2009 with the fire hydrant, right? I mean, that's, that's, to me, it feels a little bit more complete at least at this point in time so thankfully that he's added this additional chapter regardless of where it goes from here it's going to be a good ending (laughs) i'll I'll raise a glass to that all right jeff babineau one of the best man thanks for joining us we appreciate it you got it guys have a good one
That was Jeff Babineau uh, earlier on the show. Hope you enjoyed that. The segment brought to you in part by Siegfried and Jensen, 801-222-2222, Siegfried and Jensen. More Real Golf next. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. You might know Mountainland Supply for its turf irrigation products and design services, but did you know that Mountainland Supply also carries holiday lighting? As the temperatures drop and the clubs go in the closet and your spouse says, it's time to get the holiday lights up, think Mountainland Supply. They can help you design and calculate the exact feed of strands that you need to make your home sparkle this year. Using smartphone technology, you can control thousands and thousands of color options with the push of a button. For all your holiday lighting, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location near you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts. No more solution. No more glasses instantly i could see there was no pain it was so easy and it worked my only regret was waiting so long hoops vision is world renowned and with the latest technology they give you more options than ever do yourself a favor go to hoopsvision.com right now and schedule your free consultation and mention real golf radio and save a thousand dollars off your lasik procedure hoops vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus it's one of those moments you'll always remember Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. 
Tee it up at Uinta Golf with the new fall arrivals from Mizuno. Discover layers of feel with the new MP20 range. The MP20 is the ultimate muscle back. The MP20 MMC uses multi-material construction for legendary feel and performance. And the MP20 HMB is a playable set of hollow, tungsten-enhanced irons for many skill levels. Let us help you get custom fit for free today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's a reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you, brought to you by Zions Bank. We hadn't forgotten who keeps us in business, and we appreciate you being with us here. Hope you had a good and safe Halloween. By the way, Bob, I for Halloween had to go with the ribs. I thought it was a don't you think ribs are inappropriate? I mean, you got bones. You yeah. know, I mean it's appropriate yeah. Halloween smoking type meat, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I mean, you and can't I, you go know, wrong I, with anything, but. Yeah. And last weekend I had bone-in pork chops. I, I saw you posted those on social media. They looked really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had them with the uh, pork star rub well, from Barbecue Pit Stop. Well, Barbecue Pit Stop is where you need to go. Not only, if you don't have your smoker yet, you could pick out, uh, like Bob, he's got the Timberline 1300. I've mm-hmm. got the Yoder YS640 and S, uh, both with Wi-Fi capabilities, just unbelievable machines. But then after that, the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop, they're the experts, so they're going to help you. They're going to help you get into the game. They're going to help you understand some recipes, how you help you succeed, but it's so easy. That's the thing. And when you t- mentioned the Pork Star, that's the in-house rub at Barbecue Pit Stop. It's fantastic. I stopped and picked up some more of that. Also, a couple of, of uh, beef beef rubs that I like um, at barbecue pit stop before, uh, before when I was over there and picked up some new barbecue sauce. You know, one of the new mm. ones I tried was the, have you seen the Hey Grill Hay? Hey Grill Hay. Hey Grill Hay brand and uh, of barbecue sauce. And it was apple jalapeno. Wow. And it was really good on those ribs. Was it? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So anyway, you can check it out. They also have for Thanksgiving coming up, they'll have their sweetheart roasts available for you there. And they've got some really good um, suggestions on rubs for your turkey. If you want to throw that on there, uh, the, the turkey sweetheart roasts are a fantastic way to go on your on your smoker. Can't go wrong. I mean, you, you have a hard time finding a better turkey. So check out the pros pros at Barbecue Pit Stop and BarbecuePitStop.com. All right, time for America's Favorite Caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. And the caddy is brought to you by the world champion Washington Nationals, of which the caddy is a major fan. And uh, congratulations, caddy, on your Nats. Pretty spectacular. It, it's. I think everybody feels the same way that in the history of major league sports, you're never going to see a team lose every home game. Never. That's so bizarre. It's never gonna happen. I don't even <laughs> so know how pretty, you. Yeah. I was trying to think of what the golf equivalent of that is. I suppose the Ryder Cup is the only place you could go, right? And you know, are you going to see seven straight road wins in the Ryder Cup? Unlikely. I think it, and, and it's an easy analogy for football, even though they're trying to throw football out. It's just the Buffalo Bills. So, <laughs> all apologies to Buffalo. But, but so, so we were talking about judgment calls, such as that first base call and the, the, the famous pass interference, infamous pass interference last year. 
with the New Orleans Saints. I think we need to have a golf tournament where the hole is painted on the ground and the tour officials decide whether the putt was holed. Okay, so now you're just wanting to mix it up a little bit, aren't you? No actual well, no, cup, no, just if the ball rolls in, over the hole. I'll tell you why. I think John McEnroe is going to look like a saint compared to what some, some tour pros would react <laughs> uh, to, to some. That's what I want to see, you know, because there's, there's so much stress in golf. If you started throwing judgment calls in there, it'd be crazy good. That, that's a made-for-TV event right there. Judgment golf. Judgment golf. Yeah, I think you have, and I think you have McEnroe up in uh, up in the booth as one of the announcers. Is that your way of uh, segueing into the transitions in the booth at CBS? <laughs> I, yeah, and, you know, livening up the game. It's all these ideas to make golf a little more fun to watch on TV. I promise you, that would be that, those ratings on those would be great. So, yeah. But do you have an that opinion? These- do you have an opinion on Gary McCord and uh, Peter Casas who? Got the boot this week. And Davis Love being well, hired. Not surprised about Davis. I know Davis was, besides having a, a distinguished career, and he fits, I think, the uh, ethos of the CBS sports um, culture, golf culture. You think about the guys they tend to have up there, and McCord's an outlier on this, but they're very conservative kind of um, old-fashioned, conservative golf golf types, right? Very deferential, very polite. Um, Ian Baker Finch, Jim Nance. The, that's kind of the CBS um, atmosphere, right? Whereas you take NBC with Johnny Miller, Johnny was a little more controversial, a little more out there, willing to speak his mind a little more than the CBS guys would be. Of course, McCord was a big outlier. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So, so, do, so, I, so does that does that make Faldo the big outlier now? I, Faldo's not exactly in that in that mold. That would be the CBS mold, but he's he's still, I think, more along those lines. Um, but as far as McCord and Costas go, I don't know the story. You don't know how. It sounds like fired by text message or whatever isn't really what you're looking for, although I don't think that was really the case. But, look, I from a Monday morning not walking in the shoes perspective, I'm going to say, I'm going to look at this two different ways. Those guys were on that telecast for 20 or 30 years. The greatest job in the world, and I put the job in parentheses because talking golf is not a job. Um, it's, it's just the easiest thing in the world to do, especially for someone like McCord. Which is why we don't um, pay the caddy. <laughs> just, just wanted to clarify. Exactly. Well, there you go. There you go. Sorry, carry well, on. Well, I have had a few nice. I have had. I've had a few nice dinners. So, yeah. just feed a caddy. You got them for life. There you so, go. You know. Yeah. So, didn't 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 don't didn't uh, anyway. So, so yeah. They. I think on the one hand, they've got to say, "Wow, what a great run for thirty years! Incredible." Incredible job. You, you can't imagine. I got to hang around one time with Macro. I was caddying for Macro Grady. And at the Western Open, we hung around with Frank Jerkinian and Gary McCord a little bit during the week. And that's when I realized that being a golf broadcaster was like the greatest thing in the world. Let's go play Bobo Link. Let's go play Chicago Golf Club. Let's 
go have dinner. Let's go. Do, I mean, it was just like a vacation for the week. Um, so he, they both had amazing jobs that anybody would, would love having for a long, long time. So you've got to say, look, eventually your time's up. They, they needed to, I don't think the ratings were great. They needed to switch things up. So if it happens to you, you're not going to be happy about it. I think after a while, the sting goes away and you can kind of look at it from a little more objective position saying, well, you know, I did have a great run. They did treat me great. It was an incredible way to spend 30 years of my life. And yeah, I'm 71, 72 years old. Maybe they want younger, younger blood on the telecast. Um, so from a business standpoint, I totally get it. But on the other hand, maybe it wasn't handled quite like they felt like it should be. And it should be handled incredibly well when you've been that guy who's been there for 20 or 30 years. Great point. And you've been loyal to them. And, you know, you, you, it should be like, I, I was just saying, I don't know if they, any, any of the executives from CBAS would have, would have had time for this, but wouldn't it have been cool if they had hopped on the private jet and flown down to where McCord and Costas were and met them for dinner and said, listen, I just want to personally thank you and, you know, do really make an effort, spend your time because the right that's way, the most yeah. valuable. Yeah. The most valuable thing, everybody in the world has the same amount of the most valuable thing in the world, which is time. So when you give your time, that really shows you're really, really caring about what you're doing when you give time. So I don't know. You know now look, I, again, I, I don't know the story. I'm not the person there. I, I'm a big believer in being careful about criticizing things until you've walked in the shoes of that person. But oh, those are just some, some thoughts. Uh, good one. Scatty joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So big milestone this last week. Tiger Woods gets his 82nd win on the PGA Tour. The amazing thing to me is he's been on tour now for 20 years, almost 21. And, uh, you know, that's an average of slightly over four per year. That's uh, that's called consistency, especially in today's world of guys that are out on tour that, you know, are lucky to win one every other year or so. It's kind of like when they sat down McElroy and some other guys and they were showing him showing them Jack Nicholas record on paper and guys, they're just laughing at it because you look at Tiger's record on paper. It just doesn't seem physically possible to win 82 tournaments. When you start thinking about that, it's like Spieth said, that's like having three careers in one. Yeah. It's, it, it would take you three. You have to have three spectacular careers. How many guys have won 28 tournaments or more on the PGA tour? Maybe not 10? many. It can't be that many, right? It's not. Mm-mm. It's probably less than ten. No, it's and more then, than okay, ten. Okay, so you, it's more than ten. Yeah. Well, you'd have to have three of those careers, three of those, to match Tiger or Sam Snead. It it is amazing. And well, the it's benchmark amazing. is twenty, right? That means you're lifetime exempt. Twenty. Twenty is a big deal. Done, he he's done that four times. Plus. Plus. Yeah. Right, and he's won the Grand Slam. What? Three times, I think, if I'm not mistaken, isn't his least amount of majors three in any major? Yeah, the British Open. So, pretty, pretty spectacular. It's just crazy. That was the caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Uena Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Holiday shopping begins for your golfer at Uenta Golf. 
All right, thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Mountain Land Supply as our title sponsor of hour number three. Thanks to all of our great sponsors as well, Siegfried and Jensen, Hoops Vision, hoopsvision.com, Uinta Golf, Barbecue Pit Stop, and Zion's Bank. Uh, we have great supporters of the show that allow us to bring this to you each and every Saturday, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. This has been a fun one, Bob. I mean, celebrating yeah. 82 wins by Tiger Woods, uh, being able to talk to some of these PGA professionals. Love the conversation with Dustin Volk and, and uh, wish him the best headed to the annual meetings in Florida uh, representing the Utah section. Uh, really good stuff. Tony's playing this week over in China. A lot of good yep. things. Even though we have an unseasonably cold October, it looks like we might get a few days this week we can sneak out and play a little golf. Yeah, and be fun. Especially This is a great time of year to be able to play. Uh, hopefully it continues to get just a little bit warmer so that we uh, we don't have to have like three or four layers on if we want to play golf. Well, yeah, and, and three or four months off between yeah. golf. Otherwise, we got to head exactly. south to St. George. But uh, we'll do that. We'll we'll head south to St. George. We'll have, a, we'll have a few shows from down in Utah's Dixie, I'm sure, over the wintertime. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. Thanks to you for tuning in. For Bob, I'm Brian. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 